Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruby for All. Julie, what's up? Another Monday. What's up with you? It's another Monday here, but it's a beautiful day, and I am happy to be alive. And I am happy that we have a guest on the show, Emily Stamp. Emily, welcome to the show. You want to give a brief introduction? Thank you for having me. It's so awesome to be here. So my name is Emily Stamp. I am a senior developer at Shopify where I work on the Ruby developer experience team, building tools that help other Shopify folk and people in the broader Ruby community use Ruby more effectively. We are very excited to have you. And we are very excited for the topic we're going to talk about today. Emily, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I remember we had talked about a while ago about how I can get more feedback at work. And you had messaged me a lengthy response and we went into a discussion and I figured it would be great to have you on the show to talk about how we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And for even more context, like you're not the only person I've had this discussion with in the past six-ish months. I feel like it's actually a very kind of common question that gets asked in, you know, different coding communities where someone might message the community and be like, Hey, I'm having kind of a bad time. I feel like I'm underperforming at work. How do I get better at my job? Like, how do I learn rails in the like amount of time that I'm supposed to be learning rails? And it's kind of funny because I think this question is kind of a red herring and it is like covering up the actual issue at hand when someone is asking it. So when people say this to me, my response tends to be something like, wait a second, who told you that you're underperforming at your job? And almost always the answer is, well, no one told me. I just kind of feel that way. And so this is like a huge problem. I mean, at any workplace, but I feel like in tech, there are a lot of startups. Things are often a little bit more informal. People come and go from their positions. And so how to get like the feedback that you need when you are not getting it already is a big problem that people face. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us have dealt with that, especially if you're a high achiever, then you're like, if no one's telling you that you're doing a good job, then I feel like you default to like, I must not be doing a good job. Yes. And that's like a very natural psychological response to where in the, the absence of feedback, you imagine the absolute worst feedback possible, which creates this cycle where you're afraid to ask for feedback because the feedback you've imagined is terrible. And so then you don't ask for it. And so then you don't get it. And so then you imagine worse feedback and like, it can really lead to some pretty bad spirals. Yeah. And it leads to like, am I going to get fired? Which just puts you into this fear and that's not productive for you. That's not productive for your team. So yeah, no. what can we do about it? Lots of things. So I think the first thing, and we just kind of, we just touched on this, like one insidious aspect of this kind of spiral is that it doesn't just impact people's work, but it impacts people's emotional states. It can be really hard to be trapped in this loop of not getting the feedback that you need. And so I think like the first thing that I would tell people to do and something that has been helpful for me in the past is to kind of take a step back and get some support, whether that's like a teammate at work who you trust or a friend or a family member, kind of talking to someone about the feelings that you have, especially if they're like pretty intense, getting some reassurance that you are a good person, you're good at your job, you deserve support. And that like the spiral that you've gotten into doesn't define you and it doesn't 
have to be like the be all end all of your emotional state at work. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Especially I didn't even think about reaching out to friends, right? Because you're like, well, they don't even know what I'm working on, right? But at the same time, they know you. And people who know you can often help you to spell some of those falsehoods that your brain likes to conjure up. Yeah, it's very rare that you're like a good person in your day-to-day life and then just like a terrible employee. Like that's not how being a person works. And so even if your friends don't work with you, if you're like a caring, reliable friend, chances are you're probably pretty thoughtful at work too. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's important for you to get out of your head and hear like things coming in from the real world. And you're exactly right that those people are who you can go to first if you have that option. Not everyone has that option, but if you have that option, definitely try to take it. I have a few friends at work that I tend to go to when I get into these moods. Literally just this morning, I was like to one of my friends, I kind of unload on you a lot and I didn't want to feel like another thing because this morning I had mentioned to both of you that I was feeling really overwhelmed. And so I didn't want to unload on my friend again, but my friend still asked like, what's, what's happening. And so I told them, I feel like this friend in particular has gone through a lot of the same things that I did. And so I tend to go back to them because they have figured out ways to talk themselves out of it. Kind of like what you do, Andrew, like you're now able to kind of pull yourself away from that kind of negative thinking and realize like, it's just a thought. Yeah. It's hard, but it's possible. It's just very hard. I would also love to plug the idea of going to like professional therapy. If this is happening to you, I feel like you guys talk a lot on this podcast about mental health and wellness and yeah, seeking professional help. Even, you know, it might feel so silly to be like, this is not a big problem. Like I shouldn't feel so off balance from something that is happening at work. But in reality, we are at work eight plus hours of most days. And so yeah, seeking help from your friends or from a professional is like, it's actually hard to do, but it's really, really worth it. Yeah, 100%. Shout out to the companies out there who are finally realizing this and offering free counseling through like their healthcare provider or something like that. Like, I get that. And when I first joined Podia, I was like, this is so incredibly awesome, like an opportunity that I will 100% take advantage of. So we've kind of talked about where like the first layer of people you can go to, like what's next? Yeah, so I think the next step, if you find yourself in this scenario, is like identifying who the person is that is ultimately in charge of your performance. And like facetiously, I'll say, who is the person that decides whether or not you get to keep your job? I think I've made the mistake before of getting caught up if I'm getting like a lot of negative feedback from a peer, for example, and not realizing that that peer had no impact on my ultimate performance. And it was my manager who was the one deciding whether I got promoted, like judging my performance in the role. And so that's one thing to keep in mind is that the people who give you feedback or don't give you feedback may or may not be the person who ultimately has the power to decide how well you're performing. And so it's important to identify that person who is almost always your manager, but may not be. That's important if you work with an asshole, like I have in the past, who like likes to think that they're the leader and like parades themselves around like they're the big turkey on the block. 
and like belittles people under them, that person may not have any influence on your job. It's negatively impacting your mental health. And like, you should address that with the person who actually has that power. Yeah, that is precisely the experience I've had. And if you don't have that clarity on who is ultimately deciding your job performance, you're going to spend a lot of time beating yourself up over this feedback that may not ultimately matter. And obviously, feedback from your coworkers does matter just day to day because that most of the time they want to help you get better. They want to work with you in a productive manner. But sometimes that's not the case. And when it's not, it, I think it's really helpful to be able to say, this person has no power over me. I think it's really helpful to also have a manager that you are able to be comfortable with and able to talk about these things with. I feel like my manager is really great for any anything I want to talk about. They are very supportive and I don't feel like I'm being judged. Yeah, I, I think that's so, so important to career happiness is having a manager who you really trust and who you feel like has your back. And I think that's like kind of the next step here once you've gotten some perspective on who it is that is actually in charge of you if you feel comfortable enough with them you should go to them and like talk have an honest conversation with them about the amount of feedback that you're getting and it's you know it's unfortunate that sometimes we have to like manage up to like tell our managers how to manage us but in the case where your manager is like genuinely well-meaning and doing the best they can I think that's something that they would really appreciate because it's often hard to be a manager and they often get very little support. And so hearing what their direct reports need to be successful can really improve your relationship. Do you think that managers would prefer that you did tell them that this is the support that you need? Yeah, I mean, if you you have come to the conclusion that you need more feedback, like waiting around for them to magically discover that this is the case, like, is not productive. And I'm sure they would appreciate you being proactive and giving them the tools to help you. Uh, And I think there are like a few different ways to approach this. I think with certain managers, you could just be straightforward and say, hey, I need more feedback. I need it more often. End of story. And they'll kind of figure it out. But I think there are also ways to like guide your manager or guide whoever is supposed to be giving you feedback. For example, you could ask for feedback in specific instances, like if you just finished a project, you could say, hey, what did you think about the way I collaborated with people? Or like, what did you think about these technical decisions that I made? And that like kind of sets them up rather than having to keep track of what what they want to give you feedback on. They can just give you feedback on this very specific instance. But there are also like frameworks and books that you can point them towards. I recently had a conversation with my manager about something called the SBI framework which is situation, behavior, and impact. That's like a way to give feedback in a constructive manner. And a book that I have read that I I talk about in like pretty much every podcast that I go on is uh, Radical Candor by Kim Scott, which I think gets made fun of a lot because of Silicon Valley, but I think is actually really helpful book on managing and giving feedback. There's also something that companies can do at the organizational level and I'm going to go back to this thing at Podia we do. I think we've talked about it a few times, Julie, but at Podia, like the, one of the first days they had me fill out this questionnaire and it was like, how do you like to receive feedback? Is it immediate or is it delayed or, and how do you work the best? And like, how do you structure your day and what's the best way to communicate with you and all these things. And so now whenever I'm about to go work on a new project with someone that I haven't worked with before, I can pull up that list and see like, okay, this person likes to receive feedback in private. So I'm not going to call them out on anything. 
and this person likes to do this and they like to do that and they like immediate feedback and or they don't like immediate feedback and by doing this up front i really like it because now i can see it for everyone in the company and i can tailor the way i act with that person based on those and now those people then can see the way i like to act as well so yeah there's plenty of ways to do it it's it's just something that i feel like like company it shouldn't be on the junior employee to be educating their manager of like hey this is how i would like to work and i like to receive feedback like this like there is some level like at the management level like you should be taking a little bit of responsibility here and yet yeah, reading the books that emily just like laid out like finding ways to support these employees yeah. That's a really good point, Andrew. I forgot that we talked about it because we do the same thing at Codecademy. And one thing that I want to get better at is actually going back and pulling up that list and also updating it for myself. Because I remember a year ago, I might have been a different person than I am today. Yeah, 100%. And that's also a place where your manager can come in. Because like when I was about to move to a new project, my manager in our one-on-one, he's like, here's this person's, you know, we use a tool called know your team they're like here's their know your team like profile go read it and so make them make sure you read it by the next time we talk so like giving me an action item of like making sure i follow through on that yeah totally and i absolutely agree to be clear that if this is happening at a company it is almost always not a personal problem and is like a company level culture issue because culture feedback is developed on teams and on companies and not just on between individual relationships so I think the ideal scenario is that the people, the managers and the execs of the company kind of do the work to establish this culture. But in the meantime, sometimes you find yourself having to take care of yourself and to like plant the seeds of establishing this culture on your team. So it, it's important to have some of those tools in your back pocket as well. Yeah, 100%. I call it advocating for yourself. Like no one's going to advocate for you except you. and it may be uncomfortable for you, but the more times you do it, the more times you get, you know, you learn ways to be better about it. And eventually it'll be like nothing. You join a new company, like, hey, this is how I work. And that'll be the end of it. That's so true about advocating for yourself being difficult at first. But the more that I kept working on it, the easier it was for me to raise certain things. Yeah, it's a muscle. And you have to exercise it to keep it in shape. So what are some other types of ways that juniors can ask for feedback? So going back to the whole people on your team giving you feedback or your peers giving you feedback, sometimes depending on the company structure or your team structure, your manager might just not be that involved in what you're doing day to day. And so if you feel like this is a situation that's salvageable, then it might make sense to go to the people on your team and start asking them for feedback and especially if they can also share that feedback with the manager or whoever it is that ultimately determines your performance in like i said in most cases teammates want you to succeed they want to work with you in a constructive way and so they can be a huge confidence boost when you establish kind of transparent lines of communication about things that are going well and things that aren't to make sure you all have the same perspective on any given situation yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, especially going back to what you said about the manager might not be the most the person most involved, right? Because I, I worked at a company where I would get yearly reviews from someone who wasn't really even working with me, right? It's secondhand knowledge. So yeah, you have to find that chain of command in there somehow. And sometimes it changes a lot and that can be really frustrating and difficult to handle. 
but I think it's important to realize like the structure that you need to succeed, because if you're not in that structure, I don't know, you need to start thinking about maybe what's next. Yeah. And that's, I, I think my final point is ultimately, if you're not getting feedback, then there is a deep problem with the culture at the company that you're working at or the team that you're on. And you need to find a way to get out of that situation because it's basically a ticking time bomb in, in so many ways. On an emotional level, it's really hard to do work every day and not get enough feedback on it. And it can really degrade someone's emotional state. I know that's happened to me. It can stall your career growth because you're not being taught how to get to that next level. And instead you're being allowed to maybe like make the same mistakes over and over again, or just do things in the same way you always have. And like in the worst case, it can lead to you getting fired unexpectedly because it means that the people in charge of managing your performance are not letting you know when you've made a mistake. We all make mistakes. And so if no one has ever told you at work that you have made a mistake, it almost certainly means they're not paying attention, which means if you're doing a bad job, there might come a point where they realize there's no other choice but to fire you when they could have saved the situation by giving you that feedback that you needed. So it's not a good situation. It's hard to find a new job or to switch teams. But if you're not getting feedback, that is not really a place that is going to help you in the long run. Yeah. I think if you have to question whether or not you're about to be fired, you're already in a bad place. That's a dangerous place to be in. And like we already even said this a little bit earlier, it's not good for you. It's not good for the team. But going back to like what we said earlier, it's up like to me, that's up to the company to be like, to be giving this continuous feedback. Something we do at Podia now uh, is like, because someone did raise this question of like, oh, I'm afraid that I might be fired. Well, now no one has to wonder because we have a system in place that got implemented right when that feedback was received. Right. So again, going like, I don't want to put all this on the company, but like, you know, there's a lot of things here that I see managers kind of needing to step up and like do their jobs. Absolutely. And I think uh, continuing our conversation about advocacy, that's the perspective you need to take into any kind of any advocacy you do for yourself and any conversations that you have where it's like, I shouldn't have to be doing this. You, you, the company should already be handling this and I cannot work safely and productively at this company without getting the feedback and the like psychological safety and the job safety that comes along with it. Yeah. hundred percent. And we kind of skipped over this at the beginning, but I want to go back to it a little bit of like why not receiving feedback is a problem. Yeah. A lot of reasons. <laughs> we, we talked about this a little bit, but like we said, it can have a huge emotional impact and make day-to-day -day work and personal life much more difficult. I know this has happened to me, even like to give the, the literal silliest of examples at my first job, I accidentally took down the site like a month in and I had never taken down a site before and I'd never had a job before and I didn't know what was going to happen as a result. And so I, you know, I spent a week pretty much walking around being like, am I going to get fired? And like feeling pretty miserable because I was like, that'd be pretty embarrassing to get fired one month into my first ever job. And then the moment I sat down with my manager for a one-on-one -on -one and asked, hey, like, what's the deal with me taking down the site? Like, are you mad at me? Basically, he was like, oh, it, you're fine. We all do it once a month. It doesn't matter. And it turns out he hadn't been thinking about it at all. But that like week where I thought taking down the site was a big deal was a very hard week. And that's like a really trivial example. 
That also reminds me too that whenever I get into that kind of mood, I'm wasting so much time ruminating on what the outcome might be that I just don't know. And it, a lot of time could be saved if we had maybe asked it earlier or gotten the feedback earlier. Yeah, exactly. And that's time taken away from other productive things you could be doing at work. So like going back to the company perspective, if you run a company or you manage a team, you're saving so much time of your team's work hours by just giving feedback and not allowing them to like dwell on things that they don't need to dwell on. But also it takes time away from your family and your hobbies because it makes it hard to just function in day-to-day life. So that's really not great. How do I know what that balance is between getting too much feedback and getting enough feedback or not enough? I think there's a spectrum maybe from like total abandonment to like micromanagement. So for me, and I I think a theme that we're seeing emerging in this conversation is like, I want enough feedback to know in general terms how my performance is. And so if I am consistently doing things that make my team regard my performance as like not standard as I'm not performing well enough to be a productive member of this team, then that's how I want to feel regarding the feedback. But, and maybe that's like a balance that people strike. I'm sure that everyone is different from every other person. And some people feel like secure and like they understand the situation with like a little bit more feedback or a little bit less. But yeah, I think being wary of nitpicking is another important thing to keep in mind. Can you give an example of like what good feedback might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So going back to my manager didn't invent this, but he shared it with me, situation behavior impact model. It was something that I knew about in practice, but like didn't know the name of. So I'm excited to have learned the name of it. But the outline is basically, first you explain the situation where the something happened that gave you the need to give feedback. Then you explain the behavior that the person did that is making you give the feedback. And then you explain the impact of that behavior. And so one example I used in a RailsConf talk from 2020 was, let's say a junior dev joins your team and they've never really used GitHub before. And instead of getting review on a pull request, they push directly to main. So one way you might be able to talk to them about it is, hey, I wanted to give you feedback on that time where you pushed your code directly to main. And maybe you say like yesterday. (laughs) So explain like what situation you're talking about. You explain the behavior that time when you pushed your code directly to main. And then you might explain the impact. Like if we do this, then it lowers the quality of our code because we don't have the opportunity to review each other's code. And that really hurts the team because it means that we might push code that isn't as good as the code we could have written if we all looked at it together. And so it's, I think it's also important to like not blame the person to not like say anything about the person themselves, like saying something like, like, how could you be so stupid? Like that's not productive because the person isn't stupid. They just made a mistake. And so making it clear that it's like the behavior, that's the problem. And that the problem is like impacting the whole team. It's not just something that you're picking on them about is crucial. Another thing that has been brought up to me is like, it can often be helpful to ask, Hey, can I give you some feedback before giving feedback? You know, we're all going about our days. Sometimes we're having a hard day for reasons that are not related to work. And if someone's going to come in and be like, Hey, let me tell you about this mistake that you made. It could be like the one thing that's going to kind of derail your day. And so like, sometimes we're more prepared to receive feedback than other times. And it can be 
uh, way of establishing trust to ask and to respect people when they say they are or are not ready. I like that a lot. I like that a lot because I'm the type of person where 99% of the time, if you give me feedback, I'm going to respond in a normal human adult way. And as long as it's provided in the correct way. But that 1% of time, I'm going to go into major fight or flight and I'm going to think this person's attacking me. And then I'm going to think I need to defend myself. And then it just derails from there. And then I ruminate on it for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, whatever. And I just think about it, think about it, think about it. So yeah, I think what, especially what you said about like establishing that trust, doing it well, not attacking them, not putting them on the defensive. I mean, sometimes you can't avoid, like sometimes it just happens. That's the way people are, but however you can mitigate that response. And if, especially if you know, if you've already established up front that that person tends to get defensive or something like go into that, knowing that employ different tactics. It kind of reminds me, uh, getting frequent feedback will help you, at least me in particular, because I'm very sensitive to getting, I don't want to say negative feedback, but like constructive criticism. I'm very sensitive to that. And so the more I can get that, the more I'm practicing my like accepting of the feedback instead of reacting in a negative way and spiraling from that. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. It's, it's a muscle. And if the only time you ever get feedback is when the situation is so dire that this person who normally is not really paying attention to what you're doing, feels the need to like pull you aside and give you that feedback, then your automatic association is like feedback, bad feedback. Like I am stupid. And that doesn't need to be the case where if you have a relationship with your coworker where you can just say like, hey, I saw you did this. I think that's not like exactly the right way because it has this impact on the team. What do you think about doing it differently? And you're doing that every single day. That's just working together. And it feels like a normal part of your day to day. Yeah, you have to learn how to temper your emotional response a little bit there and just kind of let it sink in a minute before you respond like is wait is this this feels like an attack but is it actually an attack maybe not maybe i just need to take a breath here and you can also clarify like hey like like am i in trouble did i do something like you know blah 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 and that and that person would no 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 like i didn't mean it to come out like that right and the only way to figure that out is to ask yeah absolutely we are running on time. Emily, is there anything else important that we need to know about, you know, get it, what to do when you're not getting enough feedback? Yeah, just one last thing, which we don't talk about enough, which is that feedback can also be good. So someone can pull you aside and say, hey, I have some feedback for you. At your presentation yesterday, you made a really nice graph and you explained it really well. And I thought that really like made the team understand the importance of the work we're doing and brought us together. And that is just as helpful as constructive feedback because it means that your work is recognized and you feel the like the benefit of the effort that you put in to do that work. So always remember that you can give positive feedback as well and that you can receive positive feedback. So if you aren't getting any of that, that's maybe something you can talk to your manager about or like try to establish a better culture in the company about. 100%. My manager that. brings one positive feedback piece every time, every one-on-one. And no matter how small it is, that makes me feel good. Aww. Sorry, Julie. No, I was just saying I love that. Yeah, it's important, right? Just why I like to harp on leave one positive thing in code review. Leave one positive thing in this. Just, you know, leave 
it's almost like a campground. Leave the campground better than when you found it. And cool. once one person does it, it becomes infectious and the rest of the team does it as well. Yeah. Give public shout outs to people on your team. Like we, we actually have a tool that helps us facilitate this at Podia, but like, you don't, it, you don't need a tool to do it. Like on Friday, make it a goal to like once a week, every two weeks, whatever, just shout out someone who helped you that week and thank them for, you know, what they did for you. That way everyone gets to see that. And now that person may feel empowered to do that for someone else. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a mechanism for changing culture. Because if people get rewarded for doing some action that they then get positive feedback on, especially in cases where people want it publicly, if that feedback is public, I think it's only natural that other people will do the same thing, knowing that their teammates appreciate it. 100%. Julie, you got anything else? No, I think we're good here. Emily, tell the people where they can find you online. Plug plug what you got to plug. Yeah. So you can find me on my website, which is emilysamp.dev, and that links to all of my other things. And that's my plug. Thank you so much for coming on our show, Emily. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was a blast. I'm very excited for people to hear this and let us know what they think. And maybe some people can take this feedback and start trying to make their team better too. I hope so. Emily, thank you so much. Everyone else, thank you for listening. We will catch you all in the next one. Peace. (laughs) Bye, everyone.